This is Prayer Rome Companion, episode 61, recorded July 13th, 2011. Planted and built up in Jesus Christ. Pope Benedict's message to youth and all of us. Welcome to Prayer Rome Companion. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And Father Andrew can't be with us this week. He is helping out at our youth camp, uh, D-Camp, Discipleship Camp, at our Dazeson Youth and Family Camp, Broomtree. So I have, once again, our illustrious co-hosts, Renee Leach. Hi, Chris. Hi, Renee. Kevin Miles. Hello, Christopher. Hi. Dr. Bergwald. Dr. Thank Bergwald. you. I was just, Dr. You know, Chris. <laughs> Dr. Bergwald. Doctor. 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 Your movie. holiness. Doctor. Doctor. What movie? Ferris. Ferris Bueller. No. <laughs> I don't know. Spies Like Us. Doctor. Doctor. Chevy Chase. Never mind. <laughs> so, off to a great start. You have no idea how many it takes it took us to get to this point. Right now, <laughs> Renee is trying to keep her laughter, and I well, don't know why. We just thought about what movies are you watching. <laughs> That's just... Anyway. <clears throat> I would never remember that movie. Enough about pop culture. We thought... <laughs> we... <laughs> We thought that we would talk um, about, well, Kevin and Renee are going to talk about their kids. Um, <laughs> because so this, no, we're, we're, we're going to talk about the, the message that, Ho, uh, that the Holy Father, Pope Benedict, has for this year's World Youth Day. World Youth Day is going to be next month in Madrid. That's in Spain, Kevin. Um, and <laughs> you're cruel. <girl. laughs> and he hasn't uh, thrown in the old person. Oh, I, thought it was I, had to get, I had to get the. F- I already tried <laughs> to make the reference, you know, by your your kids because anyway. No, but the, the Holy really Father, Northern South Dakota, is really what I was. Yeah, yeah so. Madrid. But, um, and Renee actually uh, commented that. Um, it came out last August. You yeah, why? That. Why? It's kind of old stuff. <laughs> so the title of this is for those of you who want to look it up on Google. Uh, it's the message of His Holiness Pope Benedict the Sixteenth for the twenty sixth World Youth Day uh, in twenty eleven. And yeah, he came out with it. He published it last summer. Uh, he just did that so the message can get out there for people to read and think discern. about and discern and pray. Because he does. There's an invitation there. There near the end. Yep. Um, to go. To go. Yep. Oh. Uh, so um, it's an excellent article. I really enjoyed reading it. Why? So what uh, we're going to do here actually is just yeah, exactly just this. Talk just talk about, about the article. Well, I think it. I you know it was. I like the way he shares about himself and about his growth and compares it to today yep. and what the young people go yep. through. And he he talks about the challenges of today of today's um, relativistic culture right. in the West and. You know, I don't know if we really need to quit labeling it's just the West, because I think it's the world is, is much, I think, is falling into this trap of, of uh, uh, secularism, you right. know. And, I, I, and I, think, I think it's funny that, you know, it's true that Father Andy's gone. He's at a youth camp where he's helping kids, and there's, that's one area that my kids really thrived and loved when they went to D camp, and they were able to really dig deep into their faith right. and give that direction. So right. I think it's, I think that's just in a nutshell real quick why I love their article, that personal sharing and and really putting the thumb on a serious issue. With and, and what I was really impressed by with the article, and I don't know why I was surprised, um, but he is spot on as far as what the youth of today are dealing with right. and the way... Um, you know, with our society that says you can, it can be easy. Life can be easy. You don't. It doesn't have to be a challenge, and that's not necessarily what we're called for mm. as Christians. Right. So I, I was impressed with 
I was impressed with that. I'm reading this because I'm going to use the. Or I, I want. I, I'm writing. We have a, a Dasson parent newsletter. Um, okay. That I think you both at least are familiar with. And so I'm actually going to write my article on this. So I was reading it, uh, I think it's maybe Saturday, um, last Saturday, in preparation for the article. And we were still, we hadn't settled on a topic for today. I'd asked Kevin and Renee to, to, to help out. And, and there was something, I mean, it's, it, he's writing it for World Youth Day, but to me, he could very easily be mm-hmm. writing it to me. Exactly. He can write it to anyway. parents. I mean, I think, it, I think it's to parents and youth and, you know, uh, and to anybody. The family in general, yeah. And I, you know, there's only one area that you know in my brain I was going when I read it the, through the second time. I'm <laughs> the second time. I've not done that for articles. And when we come to this, yeah, we know. We did. <laughs> They're cruel. Right. But anyway, but when I was reading the second time, the one thing that the Holy Father re- references the roots of your parents, the roots of the family. And in my years of doing youth work, now I've, been, I've done youth work since I started a youth ministry in 1980, you know, in search retreats. Right. And did them and then led them as an adult leader all through the 90s and late 80s and 90s. And the one thing that I always think, and I try to, to get my, wrap my brain around how can I help, how can we right. touch is the single parent sure. family. Mm-hmm. And because there's so much of that. And it's not only single parent family, but also the non the faith living family members. I mean, or non, non-engaged parents. Okay. Some kids have more faith than right. their parents do. And some kids, I think about going to Sunday every, going to mass every Sunday more than the parents do. And some even go on their own. Yep. Yeah. And, and there's, how do you feed that? And the Holy Father continually will say, the strength from your family. I mean, he has to because that's we want strong families. But so many of our young people today do not have that period, and they're starting off on a wrong foot right. and fall into relativism so much more easily or so e- so much easier. And I think I don't think the roots get too deep in their spiritual life. Therefore, therefore they fall away. And they, so what they, do we do? Exactly. I'm just, how do we? I mean, I, I mean, create a social program. I guess. Right, what the heck? Let's get some government money. <laughs> so let's borrow the money. The debt ceiling's going up. What the heck? Yeah, how, how, this is not about politics. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I don't no, know. That's where I'm saying as. But the but years he, I mean, is, I, I, the way you were contextualizing that sounded like a criticism of the message a little bit. A soft mm. criticism of the message. It's a very soft criticism because it's one of those open. It's, I think it's an open sore of our society that we, we need to address far more uh, adequately. Right. A book I read a long time ago called Fatherless, uh, Fatherless America. America yep, yep. And, and that was the one thing that this book really pointed out. What are we doing with a society that... But again, though, remember, no, that, is, but that is a problem, but this is, this is uh, a message to the, to the world. And right. It's not, I mean, it's, it's certainly a, a problem in our country, but it's not as much of a problem everywhere. Well, and I think some of the answers to what you're talking about are in this article. I, I um, he he talks about um, that the young people are seeking something. They're looking for something. They're trying to get the most out of life, right. and not realizing that what they're looking for is a relationship with God. Right. And I think that's is stated very well in this article. And I would agree with that. I mean, I, I agree, but it's it's that 
is that pointing out that it's within the sacraments of the faith because it's that depth that he's asking them to go for. Not only just the relationship of the excitement of the atmosphere, but also digging into the depths of of the sacraments and looking to the cross and understanding that the cross is not only a difficult thing, but a, a great thing. Right. How does he say it? Um, <clears throat> I can't see it right now, but he talks about... Um, the, the cross is the divine yes, okay. or the yes to embracing this journey. Right. And that's, and I think that's a very good, important imagery, even for those kids who are in those kinds of struggles, mm-hmm. to understand that the cross is a difficult thing to look at, but it is that, that yes right. to accepting the mission and yep. going forward. And yes, so I do see that. It's just that sometimes when I'm thinking about ministries and what we're doing in ministries, that's a segment of society that I see as a, it's carrying extra weight in being able to, you know, I hope that my children have less weight to carry in being responsible young Catholic people um, because we come from a, a, I hope, a strong family, right. a nuclear family. But there's a lot of those and a lot of their friends even don't have that. Sure, sure. So, One of the things that um, in th- this whole message is basically uh, a meditation on uh, a verse from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, uh, Colossians 2, 7, planted and, built, planted and built up in Jesus Christ, firm in the faith. So a lot of it is just taking, okay, thinking about youth today throughout the world and the, and, and, and the context of their faith and then sort of teasing out what that small passage phrase um, from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians um, says or has to say to the youth of our day. Uh, and so for me, concretely, um, there, there's a passage where I read it and I thought, okay, this is, this is what we're going to, this is what I, I'm going to propose to Kevin and Renee that we talk about. Um, it, you forget, it's on the, the, the third page. Um, for those of you who look, want to look at this up online, it's the, it, the, the, I'm going to read from the, a paragraph that begins, the first image is of a tree which is firmly planted thanks to its roots. Do okay. we have to take a quiz? Uh, no. It's, people want to look it up. Are you listening? Oh. So in the middle of that, the Holy Father writes, um, Jesus himself tells us that he is our life. Consequently, Christian faith is not only a matter of believing that certain things are true, but above all, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It is an encounter with the Son of God that gives new energy to the whole of our existence. When we enter into a personal relationship with Him, Christ reveals our true identity, and in friendship with Him, our life grows towards complete fulfillment. Now, I think if you read that citation to somebody and who do you think said that Billy Graham or I mean it's very evangelical in the evangelical Protestant sense but in the largest also the broader sense of the gospel messages about Jesus Christ yeah uh, and I, I, mean, I love, that's that's nothing new. Um, that, that's that's Pope Benedict. That's Joe, Joseph. That's Joe Ratzinger. That's Joseph Ratzinger. Zero <laughs> <laughs> on a personal. Yeah, first uh, yeah, that comes <laughs> <person Doctor>. <laughs> uh, But that's him. But I just I love that about him. That I mean, here's this great, this brilliant intellect. I mean, he's a member of the French Academy, which they don't like dummies into. Uh, all these different things. We know he's a brilliant theologian. But he gets it, and he can put it right. in terms right. that us who aren't as educated um, can understand and believe in, and right. and and hope to aspire to. And I mean, Jesus said to Peter um, uh, at the Last Supper, "When you have turned, after you've betrayed me, <laughs> after you've <laughs> repented, strengthen the brethren, strengthen your brethren." And that's what 
Peter continues to do to our own day. I mean, just when that just confirms, I mean, the firm in the faith, he talks about it later, he can, that confirms the faith and the, the, the centrality of Jesus Christ, that it's not about, you know, theology per se, or at least ideas. It's not, I mean, what does he say? Um, Christian faith is not only a matter of believing that certain things are true. It certainly includes that. I mean, it's about doctrine and so on. But be, behind that, underneath that, within that, it's about Jesus Christ and relationship with him and how that changes my life. Exactly. And I, because I, he went on later then to tell you, and that was the other thing that I that I loved towards the end of the article, was that, and I'm probably jumping ahead, Chris, I'm no, sorry. No, that's fine. But, you know, he talks about we need to, Christian faith is about a personal relationship, and the average, you know, kids are going to say, yeah, Christ died 2,000 years right. ago. Yep. How do I have a personal relationship right. with somebody who is dead? Yep. And then he goes on to explain how you get there. How do you? Okay, hold on. I think that, I mean, I, it's not just kids. I think adults have, you know, where do I see Jesus Christ today? And and that's why I was so excited. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, what's the answer? Well, it's like any relationship. It's how much time I put into it. Okay. It's about... Um, Prayer. It's about the sacraments. It's about the sacraments, though. Well, it's first ultimately of all, about it's the, sacraments. the sacraments. That's what I loved about it is a, that evangelic m- mantra that I always hear: or personal relationship with Christ, or, or um, you know, my my effective. I was just yesterday. I was talking to a person, an older person, not you know, not older than me, but you know, he's older. <laughs> um, and I was, we were talking. I was talking about a picture of the the altar, the new cathedral, the new uh, refurbished cathedral. And and I was looking at that. and I was saying, well, this is where the sacrifice of the mass happens, and this is where the body and blood of Christ is. And it says immediately, this person said, well, well, I believe. Well, I talk about this, and I the I just yeah. led so much that I'm going. He's so well attacks that personal relationship with the foundation of the signposts in life. Right. You know, you say that we need the sacraments to have this personal relationship sink deeper right. into our life. And that's where, you know, our conversation went on. I realized there's still so much further this person can go. Right. And how do I witness then to that person? And that's a person that is an adult. And we're talking to the young people. And I think it's so powerful to see the Holy Father challenge um, the young people so succinctly and so beautifully to dig deeper. Right. You know, to take that take that personal relationship and sink it into the sacraments. And I don't, sink it into the And universe. I don't think it applies, like Chris said earlier, I don't think it applies to, um, to just our youth. I mean, no. I think it applies to you and I. Do we really see and meet Jesus in the Eucharist? Do we really see that when we are, when we're, when we're going up to receive it, I mean, what, where, where is, where is my brain? Where, where is my heart? Right. What am I focused on? Am right. I busy looking at the cute little baby in the line next, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. next to me, or am I preparing to receive God? God, right? But the, and there are those things, that, and the Holy Father warns of this. There, you know, he can, and he shares about being hemmed in by the Nazi. Growing uh, up in growing up the, in Nazi Germany and right. being hemmed in and wanting to expand out. Yep. After that, yep. And today, he and he, he to me, we, he really succinct, succinctly puts it into today's terms of, which is a, it's not the Nazi party anymore, but it's you know modernized, secular life, yep. Yep. relativism, has 
is opening it a whole different way to where it's just um, we don't feel there is the need to dig deep. Right. And or we feel that we can direct our own lives right. in the direction it can go. Right. And and what I find interesting is even when I'm talking to young people in, in high school, I was just talking to I was about four young people, and here there was two that were very faithful, and the one was an, was an atheist, and he was talking to me about his atheistic beliefs, because this is what I believe. And and the Holy Father succinctly challenges those people. You know, in fact, he, he talks about our own creating our own hells right. within mm-hmm. here and, and challenging that straight on. Where, where is hope if the hope is not in God? Right. And I said, and... It is so important because this is big person talk, you know. This is something that you would figure you'd have with adults, but it's happening with sophomores and juniors in high school today because they have the ability to go into these myriad of areas through the Internet and through today's mm-hmm. communications mm-hmm. that they can suddenly be a, a big-time philosopher right. and, and philosophize God out of everything. Exactly. And, and today we know that we have to fight fire with fire. So why do you think, and not about this or maybe you do know with this particular youth, but why is it that um, that that's attractive? Or why is it that Christianity, Catholicism in particular, is unattractive? I mean, it's sort of so it's sort of yeah, cool I, I, to be. It's, I it's think it's different. more of, a, but that's also the teenage spirit. I mean, I think it's cool. I think there's a way of identifying yourself separate from the group, well, separate, and I think the and I think the Catholic Church represents a series of rules, and um, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. it's it's rules and yeah. it's conventional. And my mom and dad, okay, yeah. okay, and it's, in this situation, it seems as rules conventional though. Yeah. Then that, that that's what it was where I was hoping it would go, and you just opened the door for me to go here. So I'm glad you <laughs> I planned that. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank the Lord. You're it's <laughs> it's our fault. Christianity seems conventional because we live it conventionally. Exactly. We don't live it radically. We're called to be radical disciples. I mean, not like. <laughs> Not like how you guys, you guys were radical, you know, way back when you were growing up. <laughs> but, what is but, he alluding to? I have no idea. <laughs> but, you know, but, but radical, um, you know what I mean? I mean, d- just living our faith deeply to w- so where what he's saying about relationship, where that's true, where that becomes true in our lives. Because if, if you live that way, it's not conventional. True. Exactly. It's not conventional. Exactly. But we, right. I live my faith far too conventionally. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I know that. It's do we live it? Do you think, though, Do we are we living our faith within the boundaries of our comfort zone or in the boundaries that we perceive society to have set? Probably both. What do you think? I think it's both. I think but it's you both. don't. I think maybe both. What, what, what do you think, Renee? I think, for me... Um, I think it's within my comfort zone, and um, and an example of that is. But is it your comfort zone somewhat defined, partly defined at least by what what's normative in society? Yeah. So that's why I think it's both. I mean, how comfortable we are is to some degree formed by the culture around us, what's expected. Mm-hmm. And, then, and I think, you know, even last night I was I was given a talk on the cathedral and, and afterwards it was fun. It was a secular group. It was a group of interdenominational group. And it was fun afterwards to the people coming up and talking to me and were asking different aspects of the cathedral. And it is 
to me, it's a challenge to explain my faith to someone who doesn't understand my faith and as to why we believe and boldly say, well, I believe this is the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And this is a tabernacle, you know, and, right. and, and then ex- teach about that. I think that in today's society is even living, pushing the... Let the, me... No? Yes. With this, with this... Tell me what you think about this, the, the, legitimately. Yeah. Uh, I, we, we tend to... You, Renee just did it, and you just... And her, for me, Renee said a minute ago, mm. and then you just said, I believe... What, what if we... Because I think you can do it gently, well, I think, but matter-of-factly, well, this is the tabernacle because th- this is where Christ is present under the appearance of... It, of bread, as opposed to saying, "I believe that Jesus is." There. And, and and let me let me rephrase that because I do re- usually reference it. Our church teaches, Oops. and and, so, and say I will say our church teaches that this, and I, I will. But you're right. I, but I even that, I mean, I, I think, yeah. of course, it's it's right, and that's not. Erroneous. It's also, but it's also it's but it's also, I suppose, in my in my South Dakota niceness. Yeah, I'm sitting there going. I don't want to make them feel like I'm superior right. to them. And, and I, I mean, I do the know, same thing, but I, I, but I, I see that. And why, why did you? Well, where, where is that point? Where is that point of? But I think of can, teaching no. and trying to bring them to understanding your faith without offending. But how? Okay. Do we? But, it, and I would challenge you. And 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 I'll probably get stoned for this. But <laughs> why do you worry about offending anybody? Well, okay. No, to be fair, well, because I, I in this I particular would, in context, well, in that context, he was invited to yeah, give. Uh, yeah, that's different. But I don't worry about offending it. But I also uh, there's also that part of to me evangelization is, and maybe this is, this is a whole other topic because the Holy Father invites is inviting them to to step out of themselves and to search things out. It is through my journey that I would hope that someone would come to understand the faith. Right. And so that's why I would sit there and say, I would put it into the me. What This is what I believe and this is what I would do. Because I know that they have to convert themselves. I can't convert. Is that, I know yeah. in this way, I have to try to get them to turn around. And maybe I'm falling into this trap. I think you can. It, I think you can personalize it. But I, because, again, I, I often find myself saying these sorts of things. I think... We sometimes we personalize it so much so that we relativize it. Right, it sounds relative. Right, and I think I can say you know, okay, Jesus Christ is very the, the fact that Jesus Christ is God made man is is very important in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm personalizing it, but I'm not saying it's different than saying I believe that Jesus is God at w- w- is God. That to me is more borderline. I mean, that's true. I do believe that. But in our day and age, that's how we sort of avoid, we're afraid of offending. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. see, to me, it's almost, I get this when when I get into those kind of conversations with people who are, and, and, and it's a Renee thing where people are challenging me, I almost feel like I have to apologize. Right. For being Catholic. For apologizing for and and I think I think what we're called to do is to live our faith boldly. Mm hmm. Right. Well, and I and I. So I think you get to your question. How do you do that? I think you just sort of say matter of factly, but not in your face. I mean, you could say because Jesus is present in the Eucharist. Don't you believe that? What's your problem? I just blew the meter, the levels off. For, uh, sorry, Bill. Um, 
but as opposed to saying what I, you know, I mean, well, this is a tabernacle. This is this is where Christ remains present even after Mass. We we put the Eucharist in the tabernacle, so Christ is present. So we can always go and pray before Him. Mm-hmm. You're stating very clearly what you believe, and I don't think that that would any shouldn't offend anybody. Now, I interrupted you like 20 times in the last five minutes. So, yeah, and I don't have a clear thought going through <laughs> my head. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, I, I, that's, and that's, yeah. Okay, I didn't interrupt. You interrupted yourself there. I didn't stop you that. Well, I interrupted myself because I'm sitting there trying to remember what exactly right, the right, train right. of thought was. So anything else in, the, in, in his message that struck you guys in a particular way? One of the things that, that, um, stood out to me was at the point that we are in contact with Jesus Christ, then we become who we are meant to be. Right. And we, our lives become what God intended it to be. And um, I, I think that's so relevant. I have, I have two teenage children who are at that stage of life where they're saying, what do you know, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Where do I want to go to college? What, what am I, you know, what, what career path am I going to, choose. And I think um, as I watch them struggle with those questions, and in, in this article, um, Pope Benedict said, it's supposed to be a struggle. It's supposed to be a hard thing to discern. It's not supposed to be easy. But it's been interesting to watch um, my children discern. And as a parent, I'm looking there saying, if you would just give it all to God, if you would, you know, open. But there's there's some for kids today, there's a little bit of danger in that, too, because there's this control issue. They want to be their masters of their right. own destiny, right. and and deci- they decide what they want to be instead of allowing and trusting God to just put them where right. they're supposed to be. Right. Um, it's something early on you said, oh, that who we're supposed to be. I mean, we're part of creation. Everything that's made is made for a purpose, mm-hmm. for a reason. Um, and, and so, but for us, we're also persons, you know, we free will and so on. So, um, while we can choose against, I'm still made for some particular reason. I mean, first of all, we're first, um, husbands, wives, um, mothers, fathers, but then beyond that, what is, or, or even, even before that, what does it mean to be a disciple? What is, what is Christ asking of me? Uh, because that is how I am fulfilled. That's where we find our fulfillment. So. I didn't really add anything to what you just said. But. No, but I, it goes back to, and how do you figure out what that is? Prayer and sacraments. Prayer and sacraments. Yep. Kevin, anything uh, strike you that we haven't talked about? Um, you know, it's into the uh, <coughs> believing in Jesus Christ without having seen him. That's the fourth point. The it, fourth point, and talking about Thomas. Okay. Yep. And I love the way he comes back to it. Says, and it, it, it says... Dear young people, learn to see and to meet Jesus Christ, Jesus in the Eucharist, where he is present and close to us. He becomes food for our journey in the sacrament of penance, and the Lord reveals his mercy and has always grants us his forgiveness. Recognize and serve Jesus in the poor, the sick, and our brothers and sisters who are in difficulty and in need of help. Enter in, into a personal dialogue with Jesus Christ and cultivate it in faith. I think it's a powerful, beautiful ending of his note that he says have that personal relationship and this and he winds it up here yeah said this is where the conversation is 
And this is where you really have the personal relationship. I think that's a powerful, I mean, he goes through the doubt and he goes through the challenges. And, you know, I, was, I went back and I was looking, you know, as we were talking about um, he did say I. He was talking about I thought this and I did this. And we did. So I want to just refer back to the Holy Father was also doing the same thing I was doing earlier. But I just don't want to just belabor that too much. But I mean, he ends it with such a powerful, he goes deeper into that sac- sacramental journey right. of that these are the answers, young people. These are the answers. And he's saying, these are the answers, Kevin. These are the answers, Renee. Yeah. These are the answers, Dr. Chris. <laughs> They're right here. I like how, I mean, just continuing from where you left mm-hmm. off, get to know him better. How? By reading the Gospels and the, the catechism, catechism of the Catholic Church. Converse with him in prayer and place your trust in him. He will never betray that trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes on. But yeah. Oh, um, just a little bit further on. Thus you acquire, will acquire a mature and solid faith, mm-hmm. one which will not be based simply on religious sentiment, so my feelings, or a vague memory of the catechism you studied as a child. You will come to know God and to live authentically in union with him, like the Apostle Thomas, who showed his firm faith in Christ, in Jesus, in the words, my Lord and my God. Um, so just th- that, and that's again where I think this speaks to, not just to youth, but also um, those of us who aren't youth anymore either. Mm-hmm. It's not just about how we feel or our vague memory of you know what we learned 20, 30, in your case, 60 years ago. Um, <laughs> 60? Uh, Come on now. Yeah, that's just unrealistic. Uh, Is it, but, but it goes on. Um, yeah. You know, one thing, I want to, one, one thing I want to point out is that it's... The Holy Father says early on, it says, part of being young is desiring something beyond everyday life in a secure job, a yearning for something really, truly greater. Is this simply an empty dream that be, fades away as you become older? No. And what he's saying to me is even as an old man like me, who's not in his 60s, is it still, is, the discovery is beyond just those little things in life. And that's what, you know, dealing with a senior now this year, looking at what he wants to do for the rest of his life is to let him know that there's something bigger to go for. And that's the life with Jesus Christ in the sacraments. And that's how, and getting him on that journey, keeping my daughter on that journey. The next two coming up, you know, it's that journey. Anything else? Oh, I thought that was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> you want more? <laughs> How do you top that, Renee? I, I've, how do you, I don't know how to top that. I, uh, I agree. Wow. Oh, man. We're going to give Kevin the last word. I, All right. Just this one time. Okay. Yeah, I did so poorly on the last <laughs> one. <laughs> we, we did say that. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well, we will we will give you the last word, and we will leave it at that. And uh, thank goodness Father Andrew will be back next week <laughs> with oh. another episode of Prairie Rome Companion. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Renee. Thank you. God bless. We'll see you next week.